welcome to another edition of According to the Scriptures. Today we'll be covering a very pertinent topic that's needed in the Lord's kingdom. But before I go into that, I just want to reiterate the power of the gospel. The power of the gospel is God's power to save man. That's what makes it so essential that men must obey it. The Bible tells us in First Thessalonians, excuse me, Second Thessalonians, chapter one and verses seven and eight, that when Jesus is revealed from heaven, He's coming with His angels in flaming fire to take vengeance on all those who love not God nor have obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul says something very, very special about the gospel to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Beginning at verse number 1, he says he declared the gospel unto them, and if they receive it, it's on that gospel that they will stand. In verse number 2, he says that if they keep it in memory, they're saved by it. Otherwise, everything that they believe is in vain. In verse number 3, he says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. In other words, anything the Lord taught him is what he is sharing with the congregation. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's why everything that you will hear in this broadcast will always be according to the scriptures. My name is Mike Crosby. I'm the minister of the South Garland Church of Christ located in Garland, Texas. And as always, I'm honored to always have this, this, this gentleman with me. He's the very capable minister of the downtown Church of Christ located in Cedar Hill, uh, Texas. This is Brother David McElwain. David, I'm always honored to sit next to you, sir. Thank you, Mike. It's always a pleasure to be on the program. It's always a pleasure to simply be able to sit down with uh, the audience and to open up the Bible look at some of the topics we're discussing to find out what, what it is that the Bible teaches mm -hmm. and then hope, hopefully that we can have the heart and the desire as we're going to discuss about being a disciple yes, sir. to make the application then within our lives to live according to the scriptures. Amen. And, and speaking to that what we're talking about today is called First Principles of Discipleship or Discipleship 101. The reason why I say that and the reason why this is so pertinent is because today we live in an age of casual Christianity. You know, I wonder if we go into any of the congregations today and just simply remove 25% of the membership, would anybody notice, including those that have been removed? I mean, folks take their, their religion uh, as far as their commitment to Christ, and I, I shouldn't say religion, they take their commitment to Christ so casual, they are more converted to where they worship than whom they worship. And so uh, they want that, they, they want the forgiveness that comes with the cross, but they don't want to actually carry it. You know, and, and then the cross that a lot of people want to carry is this little gold one that fits on a chain around the neck, and they don't want to carry the cross that Jesus mentions in Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse number 24. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. A lot of times people don't want to carry the same type of cross that Christ carried. You know, as far as they're concerned, their cross is probably their husband, their wife, their children, things that they, quote, have to sacrifice things for in order to please. But that's not exactly what Jesus is talking about. So, uh, David, I'm going to go ahead and, and pass it on to you. When we're talking about disciples, uh, the, word, the word disciple that Jesus used here is methetes in Greek. 
And that simply means a student, a follower, one who is a committed learner of Christ. So what does that typically mean? Well, according to John 8, mm -hmm. in verse 31, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, yes, sir. you are my disciples indeed. Mm -hmm. There is always that moving beyond what was described, or as you described, as casual Christianity. Mm -hmm. And that plagues most of the religious world, including the Lord's Church today. Amen. That they misunderstand because of what Jesus did on the cross. Mm -hmm. They misunderstand what the cross is. Yes, sir. They fail to realize that the cross was a means of executing a criminal. That was its purpose. It wasn't just to put somebody to death, it was to put a criminal to death, and that's how they viewed Jesus. And then Jesus saying, as we'll get down to, unless we're willing to deny ourselves, mm -hmm. as Jesus did to go to the cross, to as he prayed in the garden, for example, Gethsemane mm -hmm. in Matthew 26, uh, Father, but be thy will, find another way, but nevertheless not my will, but yes, thy will be done. Amen. The willingness to surrender my will. And a disciple is one, again, who is a follower, one who would be a student of Jesus, mm -hmm. one who is this committed learner. But there are those who are always learning, but never coming to a knowledge, knowledge of, of the, the truth, truth Amen. that they have to be able to apply and that's the way it is in the physical life. You can read all the textbooks. I can read all the textbooks I need about working on an iPad. Mm -hmm. It will not do any good until I actually get on one right. and work it that I will learn what's involved in that. Same in being a disciple of Jesus. Mm -hmm. One can read. I know people all the time will tell me, oh, I just love to read the Word of God. Are you willing to do anything that the Word of God tells you to do? Uh, and that's another story. Amen. I, I, I just read it. I don't necessarily want to I do it. I don't want to have to do it. <laughs> and it, it, it's that warm, fuzzy feeling that it, one gets. Mm -hmm. I'll sit there and I read God's Word, and it, I like to hear what it is. I love to read the Psalms or whatever else it is. Mm -hmm. But as we get down to what it means to really be a disciple of Jesus, mm -hmm. Uh, what in, what is entailed in that? Mm -hmm. And we have the again the primary person of Jesus, absolutely, and the example that he set. Mm -hmm. And people want to read the Gospels, read about Jesus, mm -hmm. but fail to realize as they read about Jesus, he's given me the example of what I need to be willing to do in my life, right? And to to know, for example, when he was on the cross. Do I trust the Father as he did? Uh, when the, the taunts were made, mm -hmm. uh, the accusations were made, if you be the Son of God, come off that cross, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we believe you. To trust God. And that's not always the easy thing to do. Amen. Uh, over, I think it's in First Peter. We talk about he left us an example to follow in the steps, 1 Peter Absolutely. 2, verse 21. Yes, sir. But it's verse 23. When he was reviled, being Jesus, mm -hmm. he did not revile in return. Mm -hmm. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him 
who judges righteously. It's verse 23 that helps us to catch a glimpse of being this follower or committed learner. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that I have to face, and that cross is not the silver one that we wear around our neck. Amen. It's not a heavy burden that we have to carry as we get into it's denying oneself. Amen. But whatever it is, am I committed to trusting God who will judge righteously? Amen. That whatever it is that I'm going through, the injustice for Jesus on the cross, God worked it for, for good. Absolutely. And the same thing can happen in our lives that I want to work it out. Amen. And I, I want to see where the good is before I'm willing to accept it. And it's hard for me to, to trust God to the degree that Jesus, but he gave us the example. Exactly. And see, and Jesus even tells us in his own words, he says, uh, as you read in, in John eight thirty one, he says, to those Jews that believed on him, he says, if you continue in my word, mm -hmm. if you continue, first you have to believe, but now you have to continue in my word. And if you do that, then you are my disciples indeed. And then he says in verse number 32, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But also keeping in line with that, in John chapter 10, Jesus said in verse number 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice. When Jesus is talking about disciples, if you think about, he also said in John chapter 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. And it's hard to be a shepherd if you don't have any sheep. And so Jesus says, I have sheep, and my sheep hear my voice. And so how can we claim to be disciples of Christ if we don't hear what Christ is saying, if we don't heed what Christ is saying? He also says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So a disciple, again, is a follower, but what are they following? They're following the voice, they're following the example, and they're following the life of the one that they call their Lord, Jesus Christ. Notice what Jesus said again. I'm going to go back to Matthew 16, 24. He says, if any man come after me, you know, Jesus has already traveled from heaven all the way to earth to be like us. And the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, I believe the verse is number 21, uh, he hath made him, talking about the Father, had made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin so that we could become his righteousness. Jesus has already done more traveling than we could possibly do. He came from glory to earth to show us what it's going to take to get from earth to glory. And so Jesus says, I'm not coming after you anymore. It's time for you to come after me. So what does that mean that one has to come after Jesus? Well, as you mentioned, one has to be willing to listen to the voice mm -hmm. of the good shepherd mm -hmm. and trust that voice well enough to be willing to follow. Mm -hmm. We have the tendency of wanting to, to look around and to see the physical things and say, well, I think this way would be better. Mm -hmm. Or is I there like any other way. voices? Yeah, are there any other voices? But I want to listen to, I want to go this way. Mm -hmm. And that's not the responsibility of the sheep is right. to choose the direction. That's already been chosen. Amen. And the way has already been led. Mm -hmm. uh, we looked over in First Peter. Jesus left us an example to follow in his steps. Mm -hmm. 
And again, that's what the Gospels do. Mm-hmm. But John says these things were written in John 20, verses 30 and 31. Yes, sir. These things were written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Mm-hmm. And that believing in him, you might have life in his name. Amen. What I read is so that I might believe that Jesus is the Christ. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Gospel of John, you recognize as you read through it that John only records seven of the earthly miracles of Jesus during his earthly ministry. Out of all the miracles that he did, he only chose these seven to record. Mm -hmm. Why? That we might believe that he is the Christ. Yes, sir. That we might trust that voice. And that's the learner having the heart to say, I trust the voice that I'm hearing. We do it in our physical life all the time. Mm -hmm. We trust the voices. We may not always agree with them. We expect our children to trust our voice. Right. We trust the the voice of those in authority. uh, As we travel down these highways that have all these detours on them. (laughs) Amen. That we we trust. You know, we we do that already. Yes, sir. We're not being asked to do anything in Christianity that's That's not already done. When you board a plane, that's a whole lot of trust. A whole lot of trust. You don't even see the guy often Uh, flying the plane. No, no. Uh, So it's... you know, why would you call Jesus Lord in Luke six forty six mm-hmm. if you're not willing to do what he says? Mm-hmm. Why would I call him master? Why would I call him ruler of my life if I'm not going to give him my heart? Amen. And, and to do the things that, it, and that indeed God would want us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it goes back to, you know, if any man will come after me. Yes, sir. Make that decision. Uh, if I'm going to hear a voice and come there has to be a denial of self amen and uh, that's the hard part for us to do mm-hmm. we're, we're geared towards self yes sir I mean we live in a society that is geared towards the individual uh, it's you're all free. about me you can do whatever it is you want to do mm-hmm. you can live wherever it is you want to live it's all geared towards the individual. You can achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. Only in America can you, whatever it is that we want to finish that with, mm-hmm. it's the self. And for us to learn to deny that. Right. Uh, prayerfully, we have lived long enough to know that our views have changed as we've grown. Prayerfully, we've matured along the way. Mm-hmm. And things that we thought when we were younger, we don't think that way any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need to have that trust. If I was learned from that, can I learn from where I'm at now? Absolutely. To keep that trust in God. Amen. I love what Paul said when he was on Mars Hill in Acts chapter 17, verse number 27, in, in regards to seeking Christ. He says that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him. When you're seeking God, there's got to be a heart that is desiring to want to know him. That's what he's talking about, that they may feel after him and find him. So if, if our heart is seeking him, the Bible tells us in Second Chronicles 16, 9, that the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking a heart that is dedicated to him. And so if our heart is seeking after God, God is still looking for us to strengthen us so that we might find his son. And then if I look at Philippians 3.10, the Bible tells us that I might know him. If I don't want to follow, I'm going to be honest, I don't want to really follow somebody I don't know. You know, I want to get to know 
if this person is truly worthy of my followership. I want to know that they're truly, uh, if I invest my heart and my life in somebody, I want to know that I'm going to get a huge return on my investment. We do it with our quote portfolios and now maybe some of our portfolios are worth only 38 cents because we, we, we trusted the wrong advice. But when it comes to my soul, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and being made conformable to his death is what Paul told the church at Philippi. So when I want to know him, then, only then, will I be willing to deny myself. What am I actually going to gain in order to deny? If I, if I say no to me, I have to say yes to something. And if, I, if I'm denying myself, there's something that something's got to come. Something has got to be in it for me to say no to me. That's a conviction in who God is. Absolutely. It goes back to the latter part of uh, Acts 17, 27. Mm -hmm. uh, we're to seek him, to know that we might grope for him and find him. Mm -hmm. But though he is not far, far from, from each of us, Amen. he's there, he's close. For in him we live and move and have our being. It's recognizing that we live in a world that God has created. Mm -hmm. And he's never been far from us. We, right. We've moved from him, but he's always been there for us. And it's what we gain is the understanding of who he is. Mm -hmm. That he created a world for man to live. Mm -hmm. He created a, or he sent the Savior to redeem us from the sins from which we had no way of escape. Mm -hmm. If we're willing to trust him and to follow him along those lines, he has promised us a reward that's out of this world. Amen. And literally. It literally, it's out of this world. And all that he's done is good. Mm-hmm. And whatever he's done is for the good of man. And mine is to then trust him that what he's asking of me mm -hmm. is for my good. Mm -hmm. That he's not gonna, he is not going to ask me to do something that's going to harm me physically or spiritually. But it will be for my good. And if I can trust him on that, but that comes as we get into that denial of <laughs> self. I've got to be willing to let go. Amen. And I've got to be willing to deny the wants and the wishes of my life. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned to the congregation from time to time, we all change. The things that I wanted, or any of the small children, I said, the things that they wanted when they were three-year-olds are not the things they want when they're five-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And all the way through life, our, our needs change. And somewhere down the line, we have to learn that it's not what I want. Right. What I want does not bring the satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Service to God does. Absolutely. It does bring satisfaction. Absolutely. Because I know who I'm serving. Amen. And what he wants from me. Now, when I deny myself, I have to lay something down. You know, I have to lay myself down. I have to put that old man to rest, as Paul says. But when I lay something down, that means my hands are now empty to lift something up. 
Now, when he says take up his cross, the only thing I'm supposed to be lifting up is the cross. And again, a lot of folks have a very weak understanding of what that means. As you said earlier, the cross was used to put a criminal to death. When I take up my cross, I am actually saying I am lifting up the very instrument of my death. Correct. I'm, I'm denying myself, but I'm also putting all of my wants, my aspirations, my ambitions, my internal fears, wants, desires, and lusts. I'm willing to put those to death. And, and, and notice what Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse number 26. He says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall my servants be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. If I take up a cross, I'm saying, you know what? There's a lot of folks out there who may not understand me or what I'm trying to do. But that's okay because if I serve God, God will honor me in return. And how long am I supposed to carry this cross? Until death. <laughs> the physical death. But it's the same thing. You know, the world may misunderstand me. Mm -hmm. But they misunderstood my master. Absolutely. They did not understand what he came to do mm -hmm. and how that was to be achieved mm -hmm. any more than they may understand why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Or any more than I may understand why I do what I do. Absolutely. That and goes I have back to, to be, trusting. Yeah, I have to trust him. And again, that cross is, is death. Mm -hmm. Luke will say, I have to do that daily. Mm -hmm. Take up your cross daily and follow me. I have to be willing to deny myself. And that's hard to do. I mean, I look around and you can look at us and uh, <laughs> I take pretty good care of self. Well, yeah, you know, we, yeah, we have man, that tendency. We, we, we're real good at taking we're care of self. We're real good at taking care of self. And it's hard to really let Jesus live in me mm -hmm. and to live through me. And so that, again, when I look at an individual, do I see Christ living in them? Or when they look at me, mm -hmm. do they see Christ living in me? Mm -hmm. uh, how I react I'm giving the life of Jesus for that example. Exactly. Uh, that, you know, again, I go back to Philippians 2 and verse 5. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, have this mind in you or this attitude in you that was in Christ. Mm -hmm. Who did not think equality with God a thing to be grasped or held on to. But was willing to what? To empty, empty himself, himself and to take on the form of a servant. That's the cross. Am I willing to empty myself? Now, along with that. Uh, the Hebrew writer tells us, though he were a son, talking about Jesus, yet learned he obedience by the things he suffered. And then you are also taking us to 1 Peter chapter 2, when it says Christ left us an example. That example was how to suffer. And even though when he was reviled, he didn't revile again, but he suffered. And the Bible also tells us, I believe it's Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse number 16, that the Spirit testifieth or bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be, we are willing to suffer with him. We will also be glorified with him. We all want to be glorified. But do we, are we really willing to suffer? So when I deny myself, Jesus says, when you deny yourself, pick up your cross, and only then can you follow me. A lot of folks are trying to follow Jesus empty-handed. Yes. No cross, no suffering. And that's how their Christianity is so casual, because they haven't made an investment in 
there's nothing that they're willing to sacrifice for and how can you honor someone who has made no sacrifice for what they said they've given up their life for that suffering for him yes sir is uh if we can remember what Paul told the Corinthians in the second letter and in the fourth chapter mm -hmm. in verse 17 uh, for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory whatever this world has to offer mm -hmm. Paul describes as a momentary light affliction yes sir and I remind people at times when I read that I, I think about Paul being stoned with rocks, mm -hmm. drug out of a city, mm -hmm. left for dead. I don't know about you, but that's hard to see that as a momentary light affliction. Amen. But in light of eternity, how else could you see it? Absolutely. And so that willingness to take up that cross and then to follow. Yes, sir. To uh, live out that life. Uh, if I call him, if I recognize that he is my Lord and my Savior, can I not decide to follow him? Amen. And be like he is uh, out of First John 2 and verse 6. Yes, sir. We ought to walk as he has also walked. Absolutely. We ought to walk that way ourselves. Amen. And it is, well, indeed worth it. And the Bible gives us a guarantee in Second Timothy chapter 3 and the verses 12. Yea, and all that desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So it always bothers me when a person is a member of the church and they say, well, I don't know what you're talking about, this suffering. Uh, I don't seem to be having any problems. And my grandmother was very wise. She, she always used to say, if you, never ran into the, if you never ran into the devil, it's because you're running the same way. And so, uh, unfortunately, time has, has gotten away from us again, David. Uh, I really want to thank you for being on the show and, and, and invite you to come back anytime, sir. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I always enjoy being on the show and being able to, to talk with you about the scriptures and, Amen. and the life that God would want us to live. Because we're all seeking for that eternal home that's in heaven. So we can always be with the Lord. Amen. Uh, I want to encourage each and every one of you who are watching this broadcast, remember that discipleship, uh, the very beginnings of discipleship, begin with believing in Christ Jesus. And if we believe in Jesus, and if we are going to hear his word, believe it with all of our heart, we have to be willing to repent, as he said in Luke 13, 3, of our way of doing things, deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. We also have to confess him, Matthew 10, 32. We also have to be baptized for the forgiveness of our sins, Acts 2, 38. And then can we only expect to live faithfully until we die, Revelation chapter 2, in the verses 10. That's why we do everything according to the scriptures because we want to be honored by God. Does it mean suffering on our part? Suffering for, for the Lord is nothing compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Paul also said that in Romans chapter 8 verses 16 and 17 and 18. What God has in store for us, we can only, we, there's nothing on earth worthy to compare it with. I'm Mike Crosby. We look forward to seeing you again on another installment of According to the Scriptures. God bless you. We'd like to thank you for watching our broadcast today. If you would like copies of our materials, feel free to contact us at the number and email address at the bottom of your screen, and they can be sent to you at no charge. May God continue to bless us all as we walk our life according to the Scriptures.